3: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service in Littleton. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones. Question of the day, favorite slang from the past? And I've got a few we'll add because a lot of these are coming in text message. Thank you very much. Keep texting. I'll read some of these off as we go through. In the meantime, Joe and Conifer is next. Joe, welcome.
4: Yeah, I'm calling back. I was just going to answer the question about the floor on the tree. But oh, sure. already beat me to it. Yeah, they had them in the, the early Econoline vans.
3: Oh, I didn't know that either. So in the vans, too. Yeah. Yep. yep. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I've i never, you know, I've driven a lot of things in my life, and as you guys all know, I've been around a lot of vehicles over the years. That is one. I've never been in a four-on-the-tree vehicle at all.
5: Yep. Well, on those column shifters on those old Econolines,
6: and I know this from experience, you make sure the ashtray is closed when you're shifting.
7: Because it's right underneath the shifter,
3: and you'll... Bang your elbow? <laughs> knuckles. Yeah, the knuckles. Ouch. The knuckles. <laughs> got it. Got it.
6: I uh, had a shifting
4: link
3: break one time on mine, and
4: I broke the windshield with my hand. Down ah,
3: <laughs> ouch. Ouch. <laughs> but ah, no. Good one. No, right. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Appreciate that All very right. much. Uh, I did not know that, guys, so I'm learning a lot here. Uh, Stephen Thornton, you're up next.
7: Hey, guys. Uh, question for you on um, I just got a 2020 F450 and it's got the continental hd3s on it which i'm questioning how great they're going to be as far as a snow traction tire just driving around here obviously not intending to you know do anything off-roading with it but wondering what you might recommend the problem i'm running into is these rims are the 19 and a half yes and very limited on what i can uh, buy um so i'm wondering you know if it's worth jumping to like a 20 inch rim or a 22 inch rim and then that'll open up more possibilities for me but the big concern is you know still getting something that's a, a G rated tire so that you know when I'm pulling the fifth wheel I'm not running into any hazards
3: you you can buy um you can buy an all terrain type tire in that size you got to do a little little bit of research i think Toyo actually makes an all terrain you know i've got some trucks you know we've got some 5500s and stuff that we run steve and we'll run some Uh, all seasons or, you know, all-terrain tires, if you would, on those. You're you're right. The tire you have now is a summer tire only, and I would, because of the expense of those tires in general, I would buy a set of all-terrains and, as you know, either find another set of rims or swap those around, run one set in the winter, one set in the summer. That's how I would do it. So
8: if
7: I were to switch, you know, rim side, I, well, I don't know. I guess it sounds like you're saying, pointing me more towards keeping the 19.5s on you, there. There's
3: nothing wrong with the 19.5s. You could go up, but you don't have to. You can buy just tires and be okay. Okay. Um, you know, for example, I- Toyo makes what they call a M 608 or an M655. Both of those have a nice lug, you know, all, all-terrain type tread on them. Either one of those would work fine for what you're doing.
7: And as far as the load rating on those, does it? Do you know what that is offhand?
3: I would have to look at the so like the 655 real quick. Let me look, it, and I don't know if I can do this quickly enough to to find uh, out. But yeah, I, I it, it, on on that, I can already tell you on that size, they'll be fine load rating wise. I'm not I'm not sure that that's any kind of a an issue on these. It says real quick uh, if you do the 195s, they're 4940.
7: I'm, I'm not familiar with 4940.
3: 4,940 4, pounds per tire oh. on a single axle. If you do the duals, they're 4675 each.
7: Do you know how that weight rating corresponds to? Like, I know the HD3s are a G load rating, um, but I don't know how. These are H, that is. so
3: they're actually one above that.
7: Above it, okay. Um,. And then you you
3: can get G rated by though. You can get one or the other. You can get a G or an H on that same tire I just mentioned. I'm just I'm, I'm just on Toyo's website looking it up.
7: Okay. Is that Toyo tire something you would think that I could use year round? I kind sure. of like You could. Yeah, the, yeah, no,
3: no. It's it's not that the aggressive the where you couldn't drive all year round with it, but you know, you've owned you got a set right now that would run several summers for the little bit of cost of swapping those around. I'd, I'd run the life out of them during the summer months. Yep, good
7: point.
3: I mean, you already own them. They probably won't
9: handle as well, though. You, the, yeah, you'll notice a difference. The,
3: yeah, if you're if you're going, you know, like summertime, for example, long distances with the all terrains, the highway tire is going to work a whole lot better if you're hauling big loads in the summer, you know, hot out and so on. So again, another reason why I'd switch.
7: Um, well, like these HD threes, I know I get a lot of like you know, if there's any kind of rut or something with these tires, it rides that, you know, you get a lot of drift. Um, with these tires, I don't know if that's because they're narrow or
3: no. The narrow tires thing. normally do better in that. That could be a wheelbase issue more than anything.
7: Meaning, uh, because of the le- the length of the wheelbase.
3: Yes. Gotcha. You know, but, and well, how how different. how it's you know because because that that tire you've got's pretty much a, a a straight you know a straight tire uh, you know straight highway tire. I I um. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised it's even doing what it's doing as far as riding the ruts.
7: Yeah, it's uh there's a couple of spots on when I'm traveling uh on the highway that I normally hit, you know, on a regular basis and there's a spot where they yeah. kind of ground out the the, the divider lane cuz they were doing work and as soon as I hit that thing, I'm just fighting it. And, it's, and, and it's you right know, and, and
3: looking the at the tire tread itself could be just because they're too smooth in a way. I I'm, I'm guessing, but it could be.
7: Yeah, we haven't gotten much snow down here this year for me to test how good they are in the snow. They're not going they to be. I, look, can you you yeah, okay. I, I can already tell you that.
3: Yeah, I can tell by the look at the tread they're not going to be.
7: Yep, that's what, I was, <laughs> that's what I was telling my wife. She's like, I don't want you driving that thing in the snow.
3: Yeah, they're not going to be good in the snow. I, just from looking at them, they won't be. the The other ones I mentioned will be much better that way. All right, well, thank you, John. You're very welcome, Steve. No, appreciate the phone call, as always. Line open, 303-477-5600. Thanks for calling us. Let's go to Glade in uh, Brighton. Glade, welcome. Hi. How are we doing, Glade?
4: I uh, I got a new vehicle, a couple of them. Uh, One is a 2018 Ram 2500 Tradesman, and I replaced the tires with some wheels and tires. Okay. And my problem is the TPMS. And,
3: and in what way?
4: 80 pounds. 80 pounds is the stock pressure for the back, but the new tires are 65.
3: What, what tires did you buy?
4: Uh, I think there's some Toyos.
3: Not, they, uh, must not a, they must not be an E rating.
4: Yeah, they are.
3: And, and what's the I poundage on them that then? That, that doesn't sound right. Uh, 60,
4: 65,
3: cold. Hmm. Uh, what Toyo did you buy?
4: Oh, they are actually they're trail. No, I'm not even looking at the right truck right now. <laughs> but they're they're thirty five, thirty uh Oh, uh, that's why.
3: 20s. Yeah, there are some. Th- that's not an E tire, by the way. That that that's probably uh, one one step below that is why the poundage is down so a lot. There there are thirty fives yeah. that are not a ten ply E rating, and that's probably what you have. Right. Somebody probably cheaped out and bought a a cheaper tire for whatever combination they had.
4: Well, I, I yeah, the, I've got some on my '06 Power Wagon, and they're E-rated.
3: Right, I, I will, uh, I will, I will bet you those thirty fives are not E-rated.
4: Well, I'm I'm walking up forward there now, and I and, and I'm uh, guessing
3: but, they're not. I mean, if the poundage is only the 65 max psi, they're
9: they're not E-rated. Okay. So can we can we actually reprogram it so it would do? I don't know. If I I've don't ever know tried on the that. TPMS
3: on that one, Glade. Yeah. I I don't know. And you're right. At 65, at the max pressure of the tire That's at good. 65 in the rear, you're probably going to turn the light on.
4: Yeah, these are Toyos. Uh, let's see. they ten ply rating.
3: They are temp they They're E's, but it's only 65 yeah. pounds.
4: I'm trying to find the the poundage.
3: That doesn't sound right.
4: A little. Yeah, it's an E rated load range G and 10 ply
3: and max pressure
4: um, trying to locate it on the tire. Uh, you know when you when you <laughs> get these
3: you're trying to look it up. Sure.
4: Uh 65 cold.
3: That is really weird. Uh, that that's Toyo, it's
4: all country. But I was just wondering about changing the 85 down to 65 so i don't have my tpms
3: light on um i don't know yeah yes. i i i again and are those i didn't ask are those are those those are 18s is that what they are yes, yes. so 35 yeah, 12 50 18s. 18s yeah uh, Oh, and you said they're um are they open, just regular open countries?
4: yeah open country toyos
3: uh, at threes or twos or can you tell?
4: At
3: three. At threes. Oh, at twos. Hold on. And I'm gonna try to look up the specs. Go ahead, Steve. No,
9: I was gonna ask what. Uh, what I'm sorry. One more time. What kind of vehicle was it on?
4: It's a uh, 18 Ram 2500.
9: So we're talking a Chrysler. Pro- well, yeah, the Ram, right. but a Chrysler product. Um, yeah. If you want, I'll do a little research to see if it can be reprogrammed to a lower, to a lower sure. temperature. I can. Uh, yeah. And do a little check on that, I or lower psi. I, I would do some okay. of that if you want to reach out to me next week or something. Sure, uh, I'll sure. do some research. I, uh, I'm kind of curious for other people too. Yeah, I good, am too to because
3: again, I, I and it's partially why I don't buy like a thirty, you know, for my own vehicle a thirty-three or a thirty-five, or because typically the poundage is less and you run into the problems that you're. That you're mentioning, that's why I don't typically, you know, do that,
9: and that's why. I was yeah. thinking they wouldn't let us do it just from a safety type, you know, uh, uh because we had all those rollover problems years ago. They're probably not allowing right. us to right. to make changes like that because you know potential for an accident or something are there. Ain't well, I anything. had to
4: go to aftermarket to aftermarket wheels because I get three more miles to the gallon. You know.
9: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty that's, good. Uh, <laughs> that's
4: why you put chrome wheels on something because you get better mileage yeah
9: there you go yeah
3: so so that that um there's two different tires that they that they list in a 35 12 50 18 one's an f rating one's a d rating um uh-huh. and there's a big difference in the poundage and i i am trying to see i can't this chart's not telling me what the actual tire pressure is but i mean if it says right on the It's weird though because on my chart it it does finally I I found the the line in this chart, um, glade it does say that that's an 80 psi tire, but yet on the side of the tire it doesn't say that. Doesn't make any sense. The other tire is a is a 50 pound tire and that's the D rated tire. But you said it says E right on it.
4: This is this is E
3: ten ply E rated. Ten ply E, but only 60. That doesn't again that doesn't even follow the chart that's on the website. Interesting. It's pretty
9: tiny letters. Makes you wonder if they yeah, didn't change the little die uh, when they yeah, were manufacturing the I mean, I, I mean, tire. Because you
3: know? <laughs> the, the, pro, the product code for that tire is supposed to be a thirty-five, so a three-five-five-nine-seventy is supposed to be the product code. Now it's supposed to be an eighty psi tire. Hmm.
4: Okay.
3: According to what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it's
4: like I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I think you. Here's what I would do. Just,
3: just, to, just to make sure, because. It needs the sure. higher pressure tire on imagine? it. I would yeah. not adjust the TPMS down to work on that. I I would call Toyo, read them specifically what you know what model number tire you have, and then ask them, can you inflate to that you know even seventy psi? You get to seventy, the light will go off.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, with it being unloaded, ninety nine percent of the time.
3: Yeah, and you'd be okay. The problem time. is the light's going to still be on, which stinks. Yeah, it's yeah. pain in the rear. Yeah. 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 That's the issue. So, okay.
4: Well, the other thing is, is I bought a a retired State Patrol Dodge Hemi all-wheel drive okay. today. And it has a service all-wheel drive light on.
3: Mm. Okay.
4: Would you know much about that?
3: Something's going on with the all-wheel drive system there. That's why the light's on. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. Uh, somebody needs to look at that closer. OEM scan tool would be best to figure out what's going on with that.
4: Okay. All right. Okay. Fun car. Cause it's yeah, great car. You-
3: Got to get that off, though. With
4: the Heming and four-wheel drive.
3: Yeah, that's pretty cool. They run pretty hard. Yes, they do.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now now you know why they can catch you.
3: That's right. It's a good car.
4: <laughs> All
2: right. Thank you, guys. Thanks,
3: Glade. Appreciate it. Gilbert, start, Spartacus, hang tight. We'll come right back. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio.
2: Start the new year right by taking advantage of Gino's Napa Legend and AAA Premium Battery Sale. Did you know car batteries typically last just three to five years? There is no reason to get stuck with a bad battery when you can stop in at Gino's for a free battery check. And while you're there, you can take advantage of Gino's free multi-point inspection. We'll evaluate your vehicle, looking at your fluid levels, belts, hoses, and filters. Geno's is also having a sale on genuine Napa starters and alternators. We are big believers in catching problems before they start, which is why we do our best to make your life easier by offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't miss a beat this year. Geno's is continuing to service Larry's Automotive customers through Napa Auto Care, warranting any work you may have had done before Larry's closed. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We're AAA approved and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at ChinosAutoService.com. That's Chinos with a J.
0: Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance oil change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else: peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG
10: KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303 806 8886
3: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it very much. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with us. Gilbert is next. Gilbert, welcome. Uh-oh. Gilbert, are you there? We're having trouble with that line, maybe. Gilbert, are you still with us? It's almost like he's top Maybe it's outer space. Okay, <laughs> we'll put them back on hold, see if you can grab him, Charlie, see what the scoop is there. Uh, Spartacus, you are next.
12: Good morning, gentlemen. You know, A couple quick questions? Sure. Got the uh, note of the decade a week ago, having dinner with my favorite head Shrinkers academy. The note of my windshield said, sorry, there was snow on the road. My car lost control. I don't know whether she's having an out-of-body experience or thought she was an autonomous car. So anyway, do you have a Rush-approved collision center in Colorado Springs?
3: I do not, no. No, All I've got is... uh, a good shop up north and or Joaquin down at to Car Works is all I've got up in this area.
12: Is that on your site?
3: Yes, it is.
12: Okay. Last thing, 0400 thought a couple, three days ago. I've been flying over that CSP test track on Table Mountain for a long, long time, and I just thought it'd be really cool for you to think about maybe five, six months down the road, picking a day, and get all the Rush fans, Acolytes, Etc. up there with all your vendors, sponsors, swag yeah, it'd bags. Yeah, it would be great.
3: We, we've even had a few vendors talk about that, and maybe as things, you know, break loose and open up, yeah, I, I would love to. That'd be a great day. it would be a blast.
12: I think it'd be great. Yeah. Vendors can do a little swag bag, do some business. Yeah, it'd be great. Food trucks up there.
3: Yeah, no, I, we're, we're, your, we've got a couple of the sponsors even kind of spearheading that right now, so we'll see how things go yeah. and if things get opened up and see if we can do that.
12: Charge everybody a little bit to pay for the liability insurance with Burger for the day, and Lock and roll
3: and have a great time. It'd be a great, it would be a blast. Really would be. Excellent. Thanks. You betcha, sir. Thank you very much. And I do appreciate the phone calls. 303 477 5600. All right. So I've got a few more uh, slang terms coming in. Thank you all for doing this. This one's from Bob, by the way. Uh, Ragtop. Oh, yeah. It's a convertible. like that one. Steve already said rice burner. Uh, drive it like you stole it.
9: Drive it like you stole it. I like
3: okay, like that. <laughs> four banger. That's four-cylinder. Uh, the Pope Mobile. That's a good one. Uh, slick top. That's no sunroof. Uh, P-Diddle. Headlights out.
9: Oh, yes, yes, yes. P-Diddle. Used to okay. play
3: that game. Mm-hmm. I oh, okay. Uh, land yacht. And those are the old big cars back in the day. And then, of course, Charlie even said this one. So we've got peeling out, burnout, burning rubber.
9: Peeling all of rubber, those. Peeling rubber. Peeling rubber. I, I mean, mean all, all of like. I mean, there's lots well, of slang there. I think it's there. fascinating about automotive in general, how many of these things we have. Oh, I can't think of anything else There's ton- in our in our society that, that has, has that much slang. That, that And it it's a testament to how much yeah. our cars are part of our-
3: Pop-in, old Bessie, you know, yeah. thing. I mean, all those things. I yes. tons, tons and tons. Old beater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, there's a lot of used car slang as well, which some of sure. these guys could fill us in on. I'll read off a few more. Let's get uh, Don and Littleton handled. Don, welcome. How are you, sir?
5: Hey, hey hi, John. Hi, Steve. Nice hi, to talk with you. Nice guys. hearing from you. Yeah, nice to be nice to be on the air with you guys. Hey, I got a slang term for you. Let's hear it. Slush box.
3: Yeah. Slush box. Yeah, it was the old Dynaflows. Slush boxes.
5: Well, yeah. Um, slush yeah. Bo- yeah, automatic transmission. Uh, okay, I got but another I one got real few- quick.
3: You guys will enjoy. You too, Don. Lake pipes.
9: Lake pipes. Oh, Somebody sure. sent
3: that in. Lake pipes. Yeah, they were you know lake sure. dry lake racers and so on, and they were just loud lake pipes, usually straight, but called them <laughs> lake pipes.
5: And I have a couple of of uh, expressions for you: uh, slip and slide with power glide.
3: Oh, yeah. Guys we should do <laughs> some. That? We should. I should actually do a whole day on expressions, not slang, but expressions.
5: Hmm. Yeah, and and Chrysler slant six guys used to
3: call
9: yep. it
5: the leaning tower of power. Yep. <laughs> I like
9: that. One. <laughs> <Lean>.
5: <laughs> Ford Explorers were Ford Exploders. Exploders,
3: yes, yes.
5: And and one uh, uh, PT Cruisers were PT Losers.
3: How about this? This one just came in from Dennis. If you can't find them, grind
9: them.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Or if it don't go, chrome it. That's
9: right. If it don't go, chrome it. Good one. uh, Grind me a pound when (laughs) you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grind (laughs) a pound or two for me (laughs) while you're at it.
5: Hey, I had a question for Steve, John, and maybe you too. Go for it. Uh, you know I've had front end alignments done over the years and and uh, always been happy with them and the, the cars would come back and they, they were always within the plus or minus values for every for caster and camber and tow. but I happened to be reading my my shop manual and it and it mentioned that here's the pluses and minuses for each value and then it said try to set them at the central value is that really important to do Steve or Oh
9: yes is, uh, well yes I, I think, and and uh, if there's a complaint or a concern where you're maybe pulling, maybe we might change those values slightly to, to uh, you know, maybe you might be experiencing a little more uh, pull to road crowns and things. So we may make an adjustment there in, in Castor or, or something to kind of pull that wheel back or forward or just to help that. But
5: um, but, it's, yeah. it, but it's, it, it's reasonable to say to a shop, uh, can you set, to these central values, and, yeah. and, and give them the, the page out of the book, and say here's what it, here's what's supposed to be set out.
9: Yes, and so I that think then that we also useful. have to make sure that our computer agrees with your book page because they may have uh, since they printed that book, they may have updated that made changes and made some changes. Sure. They may have found later on that that we should move it a little bit this way or that way.
5: Uh, I always get the feeling, and I, and I may be wrong on this, but I always get the feeling that. On some jobs like this, like front-end alignments, where you're working to a flat rate, that I got a feeling that it it, it kind of incentivizes a guy to to oh. kind of get it close but not sure. right on because he's got to beat flat rate. You know? Sure, sure. No, Is that true or not? Oh,
9: I I, I think it depends in, on the tech. Yeah. I mean, we call it toe-and-go. I mean, you know, where yeah, you're toe, just kind of yeah. slamming together. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's also uh, on how you are as a person, too. I mean, if you take pride in your work. And stuff. Well, it does. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, um, and it. And, and most. We. We. We try to hire that way. You know. And we. We do our best. And you know. I think I have guys that do that. In general. I mean. Oh, you, yeah, know, I, you know. You know. Yeah. You try to. But you know. There's. There are people that want to kind of cut the corner. The. The.
3: The, the risk that a flat rate tech has though in doing that, Don, is if they're true flat rate and it doesn't go like it's supposed to, and it doesn't drive correct, and the customer brings it back. Now they're doing it a second time for free, and they're losing money. So. Mm-hmm. Typically, there is some incentive for the tech to get it done right the first time on flat rate. I, truthfully, I think more so than guys that are on hourly, because the hourly guy has no risk. Yeah, he if he comes back again, okay. he gets paid again. He could care less. Yeah, he cares. The flat rate guy actually has more stake in the game than the regular hourly guy does.
5: Ah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Sure. So yeah.
3: typically, okay. typically, flat rate guys, if they're good, as Steve just said, are, are going to make things right before it leaves, because they don't want it coming back in the bay.
9: And And, and, the and there are times, there's too, there's, to be honest, when you're on the test drive – and it doesn't feel right, and you're setting it back up. Right. You know, so you really, you want to have it set good where you think it's going to go perfect. Because you don't want to have to bring it back nice. up, set up the heads. do all, Even though it's really right. quick, it's still a pain in the neck. Yeah,
3: but you know but again, most, well, yeah. and I, just is yeah. my complaint with hourly techs, is typically speaking, you will find them to, not, in my opinion, this is my opinion, you will typically find them not to be as good a technician as flat rate techs typically. Reason is, I just said. There's no incentive there for them to get better because they're going to make the same wage no matter what. Human nature Uh, is I need to perform better if I'm going to get paid better, but if I get paid the same no matter what, there's no incentive there to improve. It's like working for the government. No offense.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I hear you. All right. (laughs) Hey, always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, likewise,
3: Don. I appreciate it very much. And I, for one, am one that thinks flat rate pay is the best incentive-based pay in the entire universe, that's just me, and there's a lot of guys in the industry even that would probably argue with me on that. But I feel like it's the best incentive-based pay, and typically you'll find uh, better technicians. And, you know, I've got you know shops that I've even consulted over the years where we make that switch and we put the technicians on a performance-based pay. And believe it or not, not only does production uh, go up, but the quality does as well because of what I just mentioned. Mike and Aurora, you're next.
13: Yeah, John, I have two car slang words, I don't know if you've had them yet. Let's hear it. Uh, first, yeah, The first one is drop the clutch.
3: No, I have not heard that one yet. Yeah, that's a goodie. Yep, it is.
13: Uh, and and <laughs> not
3: many people know how to do that. Nope, most don't know how to drive <laughs> a clutch anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is good if somebody wants to steal your car. Exactly. Uh,
13: <laughs> and second, uh, rum- I think they call them
3: rumble seats.
13: Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes,
3: yeah, those yes. aren't, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what those even are.
13: Yeah, you could go back in the 30s and 40s yeah. and get
3: lots of uh right. turns. Uh-huh. Good one.
13: All right, that's
6: all I have. Good ahead. ones. No, Mike, good ahead.
3: ones. Appreciate that very much. All right, John and Aurora on gas. Uh, question, hang tight. Carlos in Denver, opinion on a clutch. You guys hang tight. We'll come right back, take a quick break. And uh, lines are full. So as soon as there's one coming in, Larry's answering now. As soon as one of these drops off, give us a call. We'll get you right on air. Question of the day, what's your favorite slang that we don't use anymore. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
14: Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's & Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As we roll into the snowiest months of the year, it is important to understand the Colorado Department of Transportation's winter driving requirements and restrictions. According to CDOT, drivers should expect every time they see a chain law required for truckers that the traction law will also be required for passenger vehicles. Under Colorado's traction law, motorists have to have either snow tires, those being tires with the mud or snow designation, or a four-wheel drive vehicle. Tires must also have a minimum of one-eighth of an inch of tread depth. Additionally, the passenger vehicle chain law requires every vehicle on the road when the chain law is in effect to have chains or an alternate traction device. Already this winter, the Colorado State Patrol has been proactively checking for proper equipment during winter driving conditions. When either of these laws are in effect, motorists may be fined more than $130 for not having proper equipment, or more than $650 if they block the roadway. So, If you dare to head out to brave the I-70 parking lot, make sure your vehicle is properly equipped and save yourself the cost and the embarrassment of a ticket for blocking the roadway. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week
15: call Novus auto glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money Novus auto glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible with their patented glass repair technology Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition in some cases they can repair cracks up to a foot long but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast Glass repair is more complicated than you think, something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass,
16: the inventors of windshield repair. Your home insurance should include the stuff inside your house, too. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance, remains one of very few agents who will sit down with you and ask specific, detailed questions making sure that in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. After a fire, you won't only need a new place to live. You'll also need to replace your gun collection and your jewelry. In those situations, you don't want to work with an agent you found online. You want to talk to someone who knows you, someone who will take the initiative to call and see how you're doing. Even in less disastrous situations, such as accidentally dropping your wedding ring down the sink, the proper coverage with Paul will make you financially whole. Paul Lewenberger can't relieve the emotional loss of a family heirloom, but he will make sure that you can replace your possessions at their full financial value. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect.
17: Barber's Foods has been feeding Colorado families the highest quality protein since 1949. For over 50 years, the Barber's family raised the last of Colorado-grown turkeys on a turkey farm in Broomfield. And today, the Barber's family distributes high-quality, natural, local, and organic proteins from animals raised on family farms. They personally know all their producers, so whether you're buying beef, bison, pork, or poultry, they know where it's coming from and the family who raises the animals with care and respect. Place your order now at barbersfoods.com or call 303-466-7338. Pick up your order at the Denver Warehouse located at I-70 and Brighton Boulevard near the National Western Center. Or, for those in the Denver metro area, Barber's Foods will deliver direct. Colorado Source Bison, organic grass-fed beef, USDA prime beef, purebred wagyu slow-raised non-gmo duroc pork free-range chicken non-gmo turkeys and more barbers foods 100 percent colorado native owned and operated barbersfoods.com
3: all right drive radio klz 560 thanks for listening to us today myself steve horvath geno's auto service in littleton we appreciate him uh, taking time out of his day to join us and answer questions as well. Uh, Carlos in Denver, you are next, sir.
8: Hello. Hello, Carlos. Oh, I didn't know what uh, Yes, uh, let me just say on that uh, slang, car slang. Yes. Before I ask that question, uh, being that I'm a Mexican American, it,
3: uh,
8: it might be offended to somebody, but uh, I. I guess it's okay being now I'm Mexican-American. <laughs> but I remember younger, uh, from North Denver, old school, we used to call uh, them uh, wings, them wings, Mexican air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> you can that say good? that.
3: No, nothing wrong well, with that. You can say that. That's a good one.
8: Well, it's way before air conditioning was All right, So
3: speaking of air conditioning, real quick, i got a couple more people sent in via text message. The 260 AC two windows down, 60 miles an hour, or the 455 AC, four windows down, 55 miles an hour.
8: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think I have any Irish in me. My Irish friends uh, used to call cardboard an uh, uh, Irish creeper.
3: Hey, oh, yeah. we were talking about that just last week, Carlos. Actually, good heavy cardboard's about as good as a creeper, so nothing wrong with that.
8: Right on. Anyway, I just wanted to know... Uh, I heard look, a couple of weeks ago you didn't have uh, they don't have uh, adjustments on certain uh, like the rangers.
3: Oh, on on type. the clutch, you mean?
9: Yeah. Oh yes, no. yes.
3: Yeah, a lot a lot of late model vehicles. The the it depends on the vehicle, but in a lot of cases, Carlos, the throwout bearing and the clutch slave are all one piece, and and it literally is one assembly with. You know, a line running, you know, a hydraulic line, brake line running into it, if you would, coming out of the brake, ma- you know, coming out of the clutch master cylinder, and yeah, there, there's virtually no adjustment on those. Some hydraulic clutch systems do use some adjustment, but very few do.
8: Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, you know, I drive a uh, big rig. I'm tired now, but. Uh... Used to
3: always adjust our own clutches, you know. Yeah, no, not any. You know, very few cars anymore with a clutch have to be adjusted. Very few. Used to be very common back in the day to adjust a clutch. Very common.
8: Yeah, really easy.
3: Yeah, easy. yeah, it was very, very. You know, very actually in the shops that was almost a everyday common ordinary thing we did on a daily basis.
8: About a, about a quarter of an inch.
3: Well, yeah, what you did is just made sure there was enough slop there so that you weren't riding the throwout bearing, which is weird. We worried about that back in the day, and now these hydraulic clutches, the throwout bearing's running all the time. Oh, okay. It's never fully released.
8: Well, it's good to know. Thank you.
3: You're very welcome, Carlos. I appreciate that, and uh, thanks for the slang as well. John and Aurora, you're next. John, welcome.
8: I just had a quick
5: question about old gas in a car. Sure. With COVID, a lot of people aren't driving their cars as much. How True. long can uh, gas stay in a tank without, number one, going bad, and number two, uh, having bad effects on your car?
3: Um, and if,
5: uh, if you can't drive the gas out, uh, is there an additive yes, or something? Yes, you can thank
3: use? you. Yeah, yeah that was where I was going with that. So uh, BG Supercharge. You can add to a Hold car on, where maybe. you where you know that fuel is going to be sitting in that you know car for a while. And by the way, you can put supercharge in a vehicle and it'll it'll go a year, no problem. On modern closed system cars. I say that uh, to be very specific. on older hot rods where they've got vented caps, and the fuel is just venting. You better make sure you treat it. And I would not keep much fuel in the vehicle because, yeah, that that gas within three, four months can start to go bad. John. Now, if there, if it's not open to the air and it's a closed system on a late model car, like I just said, yeah, I've got cars in my own garage that I can let sit for a year with some additive in it, and no problem. Out we go.
5: a Year now. I mean, could you go a year, year and a half?
3: With additive, yes, you could.
5: Okay, excellent then I have a slang for you uh, glass packs
3: yo oh, yeah yeah
5: <laughs> good old days or cherry bombs hey, that's the, the other the one, one too bombs, right? right glass packs yeah, or cherry bombs go.
3: exactly hey thanks guys yo thank you I I, I, you know, I was a big glass pack guy back in the day I'm nothing better than a car with some glass packs or you know cherry bombs were a little loud and obnoxious but a good long 30 inch glass pack. <laughs> you couldn't beat now. They weren't the most efficient and didn't give you the most power and all that, but man, did they sound good. Nothing better than a good glass pack in my opinion. So, <laughs> Mickey, what's up, sir?
1: Morning, guys. Good morning. Good, morning. good morning. I've got a slew for you. All right. Well, as long as you're talking about cherry bombs, how about the old hush thrush?
3: Hush thrush. I forgot about those with the What was it? What was the bird? Uh Speedy. Speedy, yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of bird was he?
1: Woodpecker with a cigar. That,
3: that's it. There you go. <laughs> and
1: then, this
9: is
3: awesome
1: stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, uh, let's see. Oh, power glides. The slip and slide.
3: Yeah, slip and slides. Yep, yep.
1: Now, actually, in a good probably... power
3: glide built up it's actually good transmission. Nothing wrong with them at all.
1: You got that right.
3: <laughs> they work good.
1: Anyway, here's one you probably don't remember. You need somebody older dagmar bumpers
3: i that one i don't know
1: uh think dolly parton hmm. uh. dagmar was a movie star back then and typical dumb blonde 44 d's I, double d's
3: not yeah that year way before my time
1: yep they were the big chrome look like bullets on the front of a 55 6, 7, 8, most any big car Interesting. And then, uh, how about May pops?
3: Remember you know, may that's pop? a term. Uh, yeah, that's a term even a little bit before my time. I've heard it. What is it?
1: That's where the cord is showing on the tires.
3: May pop. It may pop. Oh.
1: <laughs> may pop. It
3: may <laughs> pop. I get it. May pop.
1: Okay. Can I have not. heard,
3: I'd never heard May pop, By the way, yeah. I mean I've heard it, but I didn't know that's what it meant.
1: Yeah, that's when it gets close to the air showing through. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh gto burner burns mm-hmm. gas tires and oil
3: burns gas tires and oil a gto burner
1: did anybody do 442
3: no nobody did that you can explain that one real quick go ahead
1: four barrel four speed dual exhaust though so some people said uh if you had a limited slip then you could burn both tires right uh the uh, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, four four two. Uh, top loader versus side loaders.
3: Oh, transmission. Yes. Yep. Yep.
1: Boy, if you, if you had never driven a truck with a granny gear, and then try if you were used to driving a side loader, and then tried doing the same thing to a truck, you were in trouble. You, you had a
3: you had a rough day. Trouble. Yes.
1: Uh, Firestone Alley. Where the rubber, you know, local makeout place, where the rubber hits the road.
3: Firestone. Okay, I never heard that one either.
1: <laughs> How about Passion Pit?
3: Didn't hear heard that one either.
1: The local drive-in theater.
3: The Passion Pit. Never heard it.
1: <laughs> How about win on Sunday, sell on Monday?
3: That one I've heard, Sunday. and that is, and I still think that's a true statement.
1: Yes, it is. is. Yes, there just ain't that many people in the motorsports anymore.
3: No, not as many as it used to be. Although there's still some great young people getting into it, Mickey, which is a positive sign.
1: Yes, it is. So okay,
3: good I stuff, Mickey. Thanks. Those are good. I, I, you know, the granny gear somebody had texted in about. So I'm glad that Mickey mentioned that. So, uh, is that. Is that, uh, are we being mean to old people when we say granny gear? Granny gear. <laughs> you just, you know, you're kind of crawling along. That's yep. why it was called granny gear. Granny. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Question of the day, uh, slang from the past that we don't use anymore. And by the way, there's a lot more, trust me. So give us a call, 303-477-5600. Myself and uh, Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
4: Going into the showroom at Purifoy Chevrolet, one of the things that struck me is that the people that work there, they're just regular people. You talk to the guy that's helping you, and you get the sense of, this is just another person. He wants to help me. He wants to make sure that I get the right car. He's asking the right questions, but without being pushy. I just get a sense that he's really invested in what I need to find for my my family and for me.
15: Rolly Purifoy is not somebody who would ever brag about himself, but he has an incredible history with Chevrolet, and that's why he cares about those vehicles so much he's actually been a test driver for some of the models and he's even had some input in the design if you just ask roley some questions about his history he has the most fascinating stories he's one of those owners who will just chat with you like an ordinary person he's just one of those people you really need to meet i would highly recommend Pierrefoy chevrolet they're a really remarkable group of people Hi, I'm Rolly Purefoy. We're just up the road in Fort Lovedon and on the web at purefoychevrolet.com. Find new roads. Most oil
0: changes are the same.
3: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I think Terry in Broomfield's been holding the longest. Terry, welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, sir. Good.
6: Good. Hey, I've got a couple slangs. Just I don't know if it's already been mentioned. No, keep going. You're fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, do a power brake, and then you uh, let off the brake and do a one-wheel peel.
3: No one has said either of those, so you're (laughs) the first.
6: (laughs) Hey, my question is... um, you know, I'm thinking about a cold air intake aftermarket, and they say it's cold air intake, but they're actually pulling air out of the the, the engine compartment. And I'm just thinking the engineers that do these things, they're pulling air from the front of the vehicle, so how could it be cold air? What vehicle? You know, It's a 2008 Expedition. I'm just doing it for more like the sound so I can hear you know, the carburetor. And the reason here, I so ask is
3: because car. some still do pull out of the front. It depends on the manufacturer. And how they, you know, how they're making it? Because some of the okay, cold air intakes yeah. do still pull out of the, you know, pull
9: they, the way they're supposed to. They kind of ducked out of the correct front grille area or something like correct. that.
6: Correct. Yeah, but that K and M, it seems like it's just pulling out of the engine compartment.
9: You know, so it's more like warm, in. warm air intake. Huh?
3: Yeah, if they're if yeah. they're not see, typically the way those work is there's a you know, a sheet metal that the, you know, filter sits down inside of and there's a weather, you know, there's weather stripping around that where the hood sets up against that and it pulls out of the fender or the front hood area and that's where it's pulling the cold air in typically. Now, again, every one of these companies does them a little differently uh, and typically K&N is pretty good on that because they actually do dyno testing on all their stuff.
6: Oh, okay. So actually the hood... It's closing down on it, and it's still using the intake yes. from the yes. manufacturer. Okay, all yes. right, good to know. That's and and, I, and know. like
3: I say, and, and, one, and I do know this because KM was a sponsor of ours for a very long time, and I and I've been through their facility, toured it. Yeah, they're one of the few facilities that does that, that actually has their own, you know, dyno. They're, they test all their own filtration. In fact, they've got a filtration machine uh, that actually a lot of the big manufacturers will actually rent and use from time to time to see how well. Uh, their actual boxes are flowing and how well their own filtration works and so on. So, yeah, k and I, I cannot say a bad word about it. Even though they're not a sponsor anymore, still good guys. Uh, you know, they just decided to kind of go a different direction with their marketing and, and not do radio, and they did some other things instead. But still a very good company. I have nothing bad to say about them at all.
6: Awesome. Yeah, so it's just the filter... It's getting more air than the factory thing. Correct. So I guess that's... Correct. Yeah. And how, how
9: many more uh, horsepower or, or are you getting on those typical things?
3: It, de- it depends. And, and the one thing, again, uh, with, with, in K&N, if they tell you it makes X horsepower, they've tested it, dynoed it, and can prove that. A lot of these guys are doing seed to their pants, Terry. But K&N is... They're, they're real-world okay. numbers. They'll, they'll tell you.
6: Awesome. That's what I needed. I guess I'll go ahead and get one. Thank you okay. a lot.
3: Terry, thank, thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's see. Boy, these are almost a tie coming in. Gilbert called earlier, though. Gilbert, you're up next. What's going on, sir? Yeah.
13: Hey, John, how are you today? Good, sir. Uh, I have a, uh, my stepdaughter has a 2004 4Runner with a 4-liter automatic, of course. Now, she has about 200,000 miles on that thing, and, and within the last six months, her engine, when she starts it, when it's cold, it's almost like the lifters are, are, are bad or something. There's, a, there's like a clanking or a Hmm. Strange noise in there, and she said, When the weather's warm, it won't do that. But and she's gone to uh service centers, and, and they've said, Well, we've done that, we've changed the oil, we've done everything we can with, and they're trying to get her to buy another engine for it, and they oh, want really? about five thousand dollars. And I, I, said, there's got to be a reason it's doing that. But
9: well, if it's lifters, I think I'd be thinking about doing an EPR right. first off. I would and yeah. follow up with a little MOA, you know, from the from BG line. Yeah. But I would, I would like to definitely while it's cold this time of year. I wouldn't mind having it overnight and let let my technicians actually hear it is it a lifter or is it you know because sometimes even a timing belt will make a funny little noise or get it'll get out of time a little bit, which can cause a noise too. So you want to be careful. I, I, you said the four liter. Is that uh yeah, four okay. liter, yep, yeah. yeah. Toyota. So, so yeah, I mean that I would like to do that, but I that's where I would go first. I would too. You know, try try the EPR too and, and do that. And you know, good oil, good oil filter and and uh and go that route. But definitely Yeah,
13: because uh it, it's it's uh, it's amazing because I I've never really i I've seen Toyotas older Toyotas that just it's the damnedest thing. It's almost like the lifters are bad or something. Sure. Anyway, I'm going to mention that to her cuz I think they're trying to get her to buy a new engine or a rebuilt engine. And
9: in uh um, she's
13: going to Toyota mechanics. It's a Toyota service center. You know, they they specialize in Lexus, Toyota and
4: mm-hmm.
13: the other one's there. it's probably the engine needs to be replaced. Otherwise, they take that five grand and buy another car or something like
9: yeah, that. Yeah, Although it is Toyota. If you're going to put an engine in anything, I would put it in a Toyota, you know, honestly. I don't think you'd hurt yourself too much on that. But I th- I think I'd, I'd like to hear it, personally. Oh.
3: Nope. And I think we lost Gilbert again. Okay, we'll, we'll hang up real quick. Go ahead. Finish up that, Steve. Go ahead. Oh, just,
9: uh, I think i definitely, it's one of those things you'd like to have a technician hear it, listen to it in the morning. I, I know it's... Uh, agree. And, and no, agree. it's an extra pain in the neck for them to drop it off the night before. But, you know, what you're yep. hearing, there's, there's so many noises in an engine, you know the difference. Very well said.
3: Mike so. and Aurora, what's going on? Mike, are you there? Oh, no. Mike Mike dropped. Okay, let's go to Dan. Dan, you're up. What's going on, Dan? oh Dan, okay, we might be having some phone issues here. We'll do our best to try to get these rolling. Again, 303-477-5600. If you have trouble getting through, we have had a few phone line issues this past week, so... If you have to go a couple of times, you, you know now why. So if you need to call us a couple of times, we'll get you on. Phones have been working pretty well up until now, uh, but we'll do our best to get you going here. 303 477 5600. Dan, you're up. Go ahead, Dan. Hey,
11: uh, John. And I don't. Who's your guest today?
3: Uh, Steve. Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey,
9: Dan.
11: Uh, it's interesting. My sister's car quit on her, and they want her to. Uh, they could replace the engine, and they want five grand for it, too. <laughs>
9: <laughs> wow!
3: But Five grand must be the magic number.
11: It must be. I, I don't know what's wrong with it. So, anyways, um, going back to the master cylinder. So, um, I'm gonna have to get brake fluid. But I have two, uh, like two little bolt things with the. are plastic with the with the uh, tubing that you were talking about, John.
3: Is oh yeah. Right? Yes. Yes.
11: Okay. So. I think what I do is I screw these these fittings on where the brake line goes, and then I fill up the master cylinder with brake fluid. Is that correct? Before I put it on or after I put it on?
9: Oh yeah, uh, before yeah, if you put it on on the bench and fill up okay. that reservoir. Okay. okay. And, and then so that you push the, uh, uh, and you could do it the other way too. But uh, you, as you push in the uh, master cylinder with a screwdriver or whatever, uh, it, it's going to push that air into the reservoir, and then as you release it, it's going to pull the fluid back in. To the master cylinder, and just keep doing and that, then, and keep doing that until you don't see any more air, and it's just running back and forth like that, and then put so the I, master cylinder on.
11: Okay, so I so I'll screw on these fittings with the with the uh, tubing,
9: mm-hmm.
11: and then I'll fill up uh, the brake fluid through the tubing with these the screw on fittings, so it's filling up the master cylinder. Is what you're saying? Correct. correct? Yes. And I want the reservoir on there.
9: Yes. yes. Okay. And w- with fluid.
11: With fluid. Yes. Okay, and then how am I going to tell when I get all the air out of it?
3: You'll see, le- no bubbles, no bubble. you'll bubbles. You'll just see, you'll
9: see the fluid running, pushing through, and in, the, that's in right. the reservoir, you kind of see it flowing.
11: So, do I go from the reservoir through the fittings? Is that what how that goes, or the fittings through the reservoir? I'm, I'm For, which, which, so
3: the fittings are screwed in to the uh-huh. to the holes that are in the master cylinder. Tube running up into the reservoir itself, and it's just circulating.
11: Oh, it's just circulating.
3: Mm-hmm.
11: Well, that's not very flexible tubing they gave me.
3: Oh really? <laughs> Should be, yeah, you need just vacuum hose. Just uh, yeah, a little people guys so nice vacuum, vacuum hose.
11: hose. So put yeah. those fittings on where the brake line goes. <laughs> have the the fittings go back into the reservoir and then fill in the reservoir. Is
3: right. what you're mm-hmm. saying? Right.
11: And then it'll just circulate and right. get all the air out of it.
3: You yeah. got but the majority. You'll have a little bit left that you well, bleed yeah, out on the car, but, but, feel, but most of like it will like come I
11: said, out. I'm, I'm going to flush the system, so you'll yeah. be fine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep.
13: I appreciate
11: it. You're very so, welcome, Dan. Thanks
3: so much for the call, Mike and Aurora. Let's try this again. Go ahead, sir.
13: Yeah, uh, caller before triggered a memory. I got three car slang terms. I've never heard of one wheel peel out, but how about just plain
3: peel out? Peel, peel out. out. Yeah, let's peel out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then I got uh, uh, Lizzy. Oh. Oh, I Tin Lizzie. Oh, Tin Lizzie. I haven't heard yet. No, no one said that yet. Wasn't that the Model T? Yes. I yes. I think so.
13: Yeah, I think so. Okay, and then finally, uh, the 56 Chevy Bel Air, if you can. Picture the front bumper. Uh, I've heard the term "rubber titties."
3: <laughs> could be. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I love it.
3: Yep. Okay. And, and by the way, right. I, did, I did double check. Tin Lizzie for everybody listening. It's L-I-Z-Z-I-E, and yes, that was a nickname for the Ford Model T. All right. Thanks. It, which, by that the by the way, be. that was a probably a name commonly given to horses, the nickname for Elizabeth. That's where Tin Lizzie came from. I, by the way, did not know that. Oh. All right, let's do this. We'll take our top-of-the-hour break. We'll come back. we got another full hour coming your way. Jack and Fort Collins, hang tight. Eric in Denver as well has a gas tank question. And the question of the day, favorite slang from the past. Let us know what that is. Again, myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Still haven't had enough.